Okay. And that's where I leave it. It's like if you're feeling down, you need something to just pick you up and make you feel like you that bitch. Okay. Like play that. It's and like, do I want to fight or not? Exactly. That's how I feel. Like, like, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm heated. Like if you're trying to go, let's go. So this is Make the Salian's new song. It is. It's called Plan B. Plan B. Triple on time drive, if you will. Okay. Okay. Because I'm thinking, okay, plan B, plan B, plan B. Okay. The first thing that comes to mind is contraception. Yeah, definitely. You know? Definitely. Then, if you didn't catch it, she's also saying that I needed an escape, mm-hmm. a plan B. Okay. Right. And then, to add the extra mm-hmm. to it, she's saying, I can never be plan B. I'm the number one. You damn right. You you damn right. Lyrical breakdown. Okay, you damn right. That's okay. I see it's like a little, you know, little Kim's flow. <laughs> I like it, you know. It's like different from my I regular. I feel that. No, no, no. <laughs> you feel that. I don't like you it. Remember part? when we used to be love hype. It <laughs> it was be like, hype. We used to talk about Meg's Italian. Man, the motherfucker's It's okay. It's you not bad. I it's like okay. it, you know. It's you know, it's different from her regular, you know, type of music or is sound it? or beats. I is don't know. I think is it the flow? I just feel like this is Meg's new when, she, when I don't know, like Meg. Every time she tries to get like real rappy, mm-hmm. I, I feel like she still gives a lot of like pop rap. Like mm. this is giving pop, pop, uh, gangster rap to me. Okay. It's like what's that that girls in the hood that she did? That, like, uh, a, I didn't like the girls in the hood. Yeah, I, that, that, I don't like that one. That realm for me. I did not like girls. I in wasn't the hood. feeling that. Um, but it's decent. You know, we played it for y'all. But anyway, hello, 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 guys. How you guys doing today? I'm Damio. And I am Erica Mona. And this is Cross Culture. We're back again with another episode. Another one. Another one. How you doing, girl? Chalet. Chui. You guys, I caught like the most random 24-hour flu. And it really was like 24 hours. It mm. was like, I feel like maybe I first started feeling like sinus pressure after school on Tuesday, like after work. Mm-hmm. And then by Wednesday morning, I was like full on like just like sick, nose sick. running. And it was like, at first, I still had energy, but my nose was running. So I just yeah. thought it was allergies. I wasn't running a fever or anything. It was just nose. By the time, it was parent-teacher conference too that day. So you had to be there. So I had to be there. So then by the time it was like 2, 3 o'clock, or by the time I got home, I was full on flu. Like I'm climbing in the bed, shaking. Like, wow. I was shaking, like, Lord, it was just, it was crazy. I Aww. was full on not feeling good. And you got tested? It's not COVID? Yeah, and I had just got my COVID test back, so I was already, I was negative. Aw. So I was like, God damn it, I'm always catching colds. Yeah, you look, you're always catching colds. It's me working kids. My immune system ain't shit. I need yeah. to really start like, I'm like being because yeah, I was, I was definitely gonna be like, yeah, I feel like you always, not always, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I catch one at least every season. I feel like two, at least two times. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like every season. Like, I'm yeah. catching one in the winter. I'm catching one in the fall. I'm catching one in the summer. And I'm catching one in the in, Yeah, in you, spring. you definitely will. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. 
Well, um, you sound better. Did you have any highlight of your week despite the sickness? No, my week ain't one shit. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It really wasn't there for me this week. Oh. Oh, well, for me, as y'all can hear, I'm not sick. Sorry. Um, what was I feel like this week actually went by so fast. I don't know if it was me, but I feel like it's it's Friday already. Yeah, it, 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 it is Friday like already. I have any highlight. I don't have anything specific that happened, quite frankly. But I feel like, um, I think I was just calm this week. That's good. You know, I think I was just calm. Even when I had clients, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm calm. We'll do it and we go. You know, actually, I'm moving a lot faster with doing here. So I think oh, that's good. my highlight. Me noticing that me working, maybe normally something would take me about 245, three hours to do. Now it takes me two hours to do. I'm like, oh, oh nice. okay. Like, so that's the highlight. Calm and just speed as well with my okay, work. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah. hair is growing so much. Thank you. Thank I remember you so when before you locked it, you used to talk all the time. But like, I can't wait until my locks are I like know, here. Right. And now they're they're like here. I know. Imagine where they'll be next time. Right. Like in a few months or years from now. But thank you. Um, okay. Um, Dami, how do we like to start? We like to start with the Hot topics. So, and hot topics, this was everywhere. Now, listen, kudos to her, but I cannot do it. You know, as a girl, I feel like every woman's dream is to have her dream wedding, right? To have this beautiful wedding, whether it's an expensive wedding or not, but for it to be a beautiful day. Yeah, for sure. So, basically, this California bride, she spends only $500 on her entire wedding. Okay. So just to break it down. So she had her wedding on the freeway. Because she was like, hence freeway, it's free. That's you know, extremely cheap. But that's on okay. the freeway. Freeway is not cute. I, I don't care if it's Cali, we all the rocks and whatever, mountain stuff, but it's the freeway. That's the worst place if you ask me. Ain't that dangerous? That's what I felt because I feel like that's where people always be like, around the bend. And I believe she got her dress from Shein for okay. $47. I was behind that. You know, I mean, like, she ain't do have, like, really nice dresses, but I'm not finna get my wedding dress. I mean, I think you could at least get a $200 dress, but, hey, teach is all. I felt that, of you know, I understand that compromise, and the dress was pretty. So it was pretty. It, so I can give her that, like, okay, girl, frugal. Yeah, because she's like, I'm only gonna wear it for a few hours Ex- for that day. Exactly. Which makes absolute I, sense. I get that. I relate. But the part that did blue, uh, she basically, her guests paid for their food and drinks. Mm. And for me, and she's like, you know, she's like, yeah, my guests, they understood their assignment. Like, we're trying to save money. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to have a happy um, livelihood and, and, and lifestyle and family. So, the marriage is just going to be one day. So, they didn't understood their assignment by paying for their food and drinks. So, I'm like, did y'all have food trucks on the side? No, they probably... Um I mean, for them to pay. No, maybe, maybe they maybe them. they ask them to pay for it. To pay, it. yeah. Like, they still got to cater or whatever, but they ask them to cover their food. I mean, at that point, can you ask for a gift? Right. Like, I hope you ain't think that it was yeah. going to be a registry. That I mean, at this point, I'm paying for the event. Okay, like, I'm baby, you got me outside on the side of the road. You putting my life at risk. Like, I'm sitting here looking over my shoulder. Because, like, did they block off the road? No, they did not. Cars were going. Baby, bye. Like, I feel like she could have still had a frugal event. Girl, go to the park. I just feel like, you know, whatever you're doing in your life that you can't spend at least a thousand on your wedding, maybe you're not ready to be married. I'll just go to the courts. She could have just did it. Go, go to the court. And then, you know, there's some restaurants. Because my brother, what they did, um, 
they you know the restaurant turned it to like a little you know hall whatever right. and i'm sure it's not too expensive right and that's it and just invite that's only a few people that's, exactly that's the 500 right there really i mean i don't know that's what i'm saying like i feel like if it was whatever made it that deep or do it at your backyard like whatever made it that deep then y'all not in a position in your life exactly to get married at that point, y'all could have done it at Big Mama's backyard, G. Because for me, if I'm thinking like me being as cheap as I could ever possibly right. be on my wedding, yeah, five thousand. I think that's doable. That's what I'm saying. Like, because majority like, is probably the food. You probably have your mama cook some food. And I'm food Nigerian, too. so yeah. that's a lot. Y'all. Exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's being cheap. That's being as cheap. That's being as cheap. I can possibly wrap my mind around. I mean, I do like the mindset of you know not spending your whole bank account. Yes. On a wedding, because at the end of the day, you know, truth be told, yes, the wedding is for you, but it is also mainly for the family and people who is being invited, you know, because you're entertaining these people. You're going to be stressed that day. You're stressed planning the event, you know. So I definitely, I think I've gone out of mindset of like, oh, no, I don't have to have this large, elaborate, super expensive wedding. Now, right. it's going to be nice and elegant and classy and have the things that I want. But within, a, you know, without, without me, like, spending my whole Life. My, no, my yeah. life savings. Like, I would rather buy a house than to have a big wedding. Right. Now, and, I, and, you know, we could have a small wedding now, and maybe five, ten years from now, our renewal could be, like, the big ceremony. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you could, As you said, plan. I think I'm trying to, like, for me, like, when I think about my wedding, I think the, the thing that's going to make it expensive is that I do want a lot of things around my wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely want a lit bachelorette trip. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I want a bridal shower. Yeah. And then I'm really be trying, I'm trying to decide between, like, I cannot not have my trad wedding. And then Nakai. It's like, ooh, I can't give both mm-hmm. of those up. Don't That's they what, do, like, the, because Nakai is, like, is the white. Is the white wedding, way. yeah. Yeah, so after the Nakai, people do the, ser- the, reception, the reception. But I'm saying, I still have to do my trad. It's two different weddings. And tried his engagement, so the and day before. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's two different ceremonies. Yeah, like, I mean, as an idea, that's, as, that's the norm. That's dude. what I'm saying. Like That's going to happen regardless. It's going to happen. So I, I don't, like, I can't even be in this conversation of $500. Absolutely not. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I don't know where the, like, girl, come on, the corners can't be cut. $500. I told my mom, I, I, like, oh, a destination wedding might be fun. Like, you never know. Mm-hmm. This is the, She said, that's unenjoyable. Nah. You can't invite she, She's people. not going to enjoy it. She's not. I just was like, but the people who love you will be there. She is not buying it. No, uh-uh. She's yeah. not there. I've already told my mom, like, we both in agreement that maybe at most 150 people at the wedding. I don't want too many people. 150 is absolutely yeah. fine. And that's, like, including my side, his side, Hello, friends. Like, I want people who know us. You know, I don't want unnecessary eyes. You know how Nigerian weddings are. Yeah. It's people that you've not seen from years or you probably have never seen ever. It's, it's, it's Facebook friends that you've not talked. You know, it's mainly like our parents' friends. Our parents' friends that they know they've never spoken to their friends in years, but they just okay. want to invite you to their kid's wedding just to show off. No, I don't need that energy. I really want it to be like, I see this face. Hey, you here? Thank you for coming. I'm hugging yeah. you. Be happy. Like it's a fun, <laughs> classy. Hey. Hey. Like oh, you know, not like damn. Who's you know? Because I be seeing weddings and random people come to hug them and touch them. Just like oh, okay, thank you, mom. Yeah, but do you know yeah, who this is? I would say from two of my brothers have already been married, and then one of them they planning the wedding now, so it's really funny. Mm-hmm. So one of my brothers' wedding was like that, like mm-hmm. intimate, maybe between all of our families, like 150. Mm-hmm. My other brother's wedding was literally like the wedding party mm. that style. 
And I will tell you for sure, my brother who had the more intimate wedding was more, it was just a more enjoyable wedding. It is. It always is. always is because it gets real disrespectful too with Nigerian. It just okay. be too much. So I told myself though, my mom, you can do, you can have the traditional, like you can buy whoever you want. Okay, that makes that sense. That can be, like that could be, you could, you could plan it, you could pick the clothes, you could do stuff. Of course I have my input, but that could be her little baby. Mm-hmm. My Nikai in the reception, that's me and my hood reference. Okay, absolutely. That's that. Absolutely. I had a client. She was telling me that it was her sister's um, wedding. They did not, they told the DJ, do not listen to anybody's music requests. Even the mama. Yeah. So she said her mama kept walking up like, y'all playing, y'all not playing songs that, you know. They're like, no, the wedding is, it's not your wedding, G. Yeah. This is for the young folks. This is the yeah. bride is young and her friends. This yeah. is sorry. Yeah. You could play your music list when you get to the car when you get home. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta have those down. That's what I'm saying. It's like I I have to because it's like I know, child. I know my mama only daughter. She gonna want something society. Absolutely. But, you know. Yeah. Outside of that, it's just hard. that cross culture wedding. Now that's a trip. Okay. okay. We'll let y'all know how it go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But let's talk. Since we're on the topic of marriage, um, let's talk about a very famous marriage couple, DJ Envy and his wife Gia. Mm. Um. So they actually just is it Gia. Yes, you pronounce it Gia. Mm. Yes. So, uh, Gia Casey, because his name is like Roshan Casey. Okay. Anyway, they just put out a book called um, Love, Life, and Marriage. And it's a book basically highlighting and talking about all the woes in their relationship Mm -hmm. um, and how they've gotten through it. So, obviously, they've talked a lot about it, and I've heard them do a lot of different interviews about it. But the one clip that went viral is um, this one about Gia talking about faking an orgasm. So, let's listen to that. You want to reward that man for that work. And the only reward that you have to offer is an orgasm. But even if I didn't feel it, I would still be performative. So yes, I was faking it. We got into like an argument and then she was like, well, you know, I don't be having an orgasm. She didn't say it in that. She speaks way more eloquent than I would ever. And I was like, what? And she was like, I don't. I'm like, no, yes, you do. I hear it. Like, yeah, ah, ah." and then she was like, no, I'm faking it. I'm like, every time? And she was like, yeah. And then that just crushed me because I thought I was putting in work. Like I'm, I'm sitting there thinking I'm, you know, Big Daddy Long Leg. And not Big I'm Daddy sure. Long Leg. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Let's get there. I will say I do. Have you been performative before? Oh, that's where we were starting. Oh, I'm sorry. I was no, gonna be I mature. Thought, I, oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, we can no be mature. There. Be mature. Because I was gonna say, you know, I do enjoy Gia and mm-hmm. Envy as a family, as a couple, um, and stuff like that. But I was gonna say, like, you know, her talking about rewarding, you know, you reward your man for his effort in sex with an orgasm or something like that. And I'm just like, I feel like it's the other way around. What's the other way around? Like, I feel like the reward is not. Giving them an orgasm, it's like the reward is you giving me one. Like, yeah, yeah. There you go. You earned uh-huh, it. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like, good job for yourself. Clap yeah. for yourself. Um, but, yeah, I just felt like all of the way that she framed that is weird. But to get to your question, have I ever faked an orgasm? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was going to cat, but, yeah. <laughs> I was. I was going to cat. I was going to be, ah! Yeah. I mean, yes, definitely. But I've told my, I, I've stopped doing that. Because yeah. after a certain point, it's just like, who are we deceiving? Because I just want to deceive myself. Yeah. It's like, for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, for what? Because obviously, I mean, I do hear that men can also fake orgasms. It's fake. 
Um, but I've not experienced that. And this is like, if you are, you know, enjoying this, I want to fully enjoy it. And I do get where she's saying, because sometimes, you know, they put in work, as he said, Big Daddy Long Legs. He doing whatever motion. He yeah. trying to do different posi- position. He, <laughs> and this is like, damn, he going in, but he ain't going in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I, like, you know. And some, what, also another thing I've learned that sometimes even when, I don't want to say fake mom per se, but sometimes it's a mental thing. So if you, uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you, gotta, you do kind of like, you all right, perform, all right, like, let me perform. Get act. Like, let me, me too, let me get myself there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let, let me spice it up or let me moan a certain way when he does something to encourage him to keep doing something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, just depending on kind of man you have. And sometimes at the moment, you don't want to be like, no, stop, because it's like, it may ruin the whole thing. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I feel like with, it takes a lot to communicate what you want to a sexual mm-hmm. partner. And I feel like with men, a lot of men don't have the full capacity to get you as aroused as you need to be mm-hmm. for, for you to get to that point where you are really orgasming yeah. from sex. Because I think that, like, it, it for women, it's very mental. It's not as physical as it is mental yeah. with us and our orgasms. I mean, yeah, it's physical, too. So you know, you got to do yeah. it. But, yeah, I think that, like, a lot of times it's, like, the build-up. That's yeah. what makes... At least mm-hmm. I'm speaking for myself. I think a lot of it is the build up, yeah. right? Like everything building up until that point where it's just like, this is euphoric yeah. for me. So I think like a lot of men, they just don't have the patience, the time, the effort to do all that it takes. So we do end up filling in those gaps as women. Like it's not like we masturbating, but it's almost like sometimes in the head we do gotta fill the absolutely you gotta, gotta fill pre- that void absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like she did herself, she did herself a disservice because she did it for ten, 10 years. years? Ten years, girl. That's a long and, time. And they really tried to make it seem like, oh well, you know, because we've been together since we were seventeen. So it's when she was twenty-seven, she said something. I said, baby, that's still a long ass. Yeah, time. that's a very. And you know, I think what may have played a role is if they've been together for that long since seventeen. There's a chance that he was probably, you know, the first. Of they maybe, were each other's first. Okay, for the most. So part. I don't know if I know like they had issues with the relationship with their marriage at a point. I don't know if she ever experienced somebody others. else. But with that being said, she as well probably didn't really have enough personal time to really get to know her body, you know? Yeah. Hence the, like, okay, maybe this is how it's supposed to feel. And that after a while, you're like, wait, I think it should feel a bit better. And I think what you just said is so important. Because yeah. a lot of time, people think that, like, orgasming is the job of, like, the person you're with. A lot of the time, it is about knowing your body. Yeah, yeah. Because you really do have to know, like, what your isms are like yeah. what are the things that make me feel like this and what's gonna immediately kill it for me and yeah. what's you know when i'm like this what helps me get there like exactly. you really have to be the one to guide your shit and not to get too explicit i'm not the oh no get <laughs> i'm not the masturbating type so it's Ooh. like if you're not the masturbating type you have to be open to be willing to explore that with your partner and also make sure that your partner is open to explore that with you too because mm-hmm. sometimes some sessions maybe like we're exploring today yeah you know what i'm saying like let's see let's try something different let's see what works what we like what we don't like it's not always gonna be like a oh, we going in boom 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 pow 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 yeah. sometimes it'd be like okay let's see all right let's take a pause a little bit okay do this you know sometimes it may be a little teaching moment mm-hmm. you know but yeah because girl i was trying to like oh okay. explain to a to a partner once oh that give us a tea sis no, but this is, you know, this is, as they said, this can help a couple. <laughs> I feel like, um, I was trying to tell them that, like, every time we have intimate moments, it doesn't have to be, like, full-on intercourse. But okay. I, would, I would, like, 
actually enjoy moments where it's like all we're doing is foreplay. Like like we're teenagers again. Because I feel like part of that exploration and learning the bodies of each other. Like I think a lot of time adults be trying to bypass that part. Mm. of like, oh, well, I've been having sex, so I know how to. Girl, I hear women say that. And it's just kind of like, well, no, I think that sometimes what what makes it better is like this teasing like mm. let, like you learn me and i learn you so that when we get into the part i know what already makes you tick exactly you know what i'm saying like the intercourse is not the sexual experience i think that men don't understand that it, because it's like the intercourse is the same shit in and out in and out whatever yeah. rotation whatever it's okay that's sex we get it but like again every vagina is different even though you've been having sex for 10 years you haven't had sex with this vagina period you have not had sex with this body and then Let's tease. Let's use our different senses, right? Not just our parts right there, but let's caress each other. Okay. Come on. Like, is this different senses, please? because okay, it's a whole new world. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Imagine you use that song. <laughs> That's what it is when you come around here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, okay. Let's still keep it on the note of marriage. Ashley Darby and Michael Darby, they finally announced that they are getting a divorce. So if you don't know who they are, they are... Oh, not the clap. Don't bypass. Not the clap. Not the clap. Are you for real? No, I'm for real. Okay, but if you don't know who they are, uh, they're basically the cast of Real Housewives of Potomac. And Ashley Darby, she's pretty much our age. I... You know, you know, maybe she's in her early 30s. I she's, think she's definitely 31. in her... No, she's a little bit older than us. She's a little bit older? Okay. She's like 32, 33. Yeah, early 30s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's in his 60s. For sure. He's in his 60s. Yes. And they first dated when she was 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's her rich sugar daddy white man. And they used to have orgies, threesomes together. He's Ooh. Australian. So he's, you know, on the kinkier side. I don't know if Australia makes him kinkier. But <laughs> hey, you know, he ain't American white. So anyway... um. But they got married. Right. And, you know, even in the show, they kind of discussed having kids. It was clear that Michael does not want to start all over again yeah. because he has kids Ashley's age, his wife's age. Exactly. Okay. If not, he has some kids older than her, too. He does. Yeah. So, anyway, they have two kids. So, when they had the first one, I'm like, hmm. Even when they had the first one, there was a scandal, cheating scandal. As always. And more than, not just cheating scandal, but gay scandal, too. So, yes, for those of you that don't watch Real Housewives Potomac, that's part of the brand. Of Michael. That yeah. every season, he has a scandal of where he is in a, you know, let, let's call it a scandalous mm-hmm. sex. Because it's some sort of sex, sex capade. But, you know, continue. Yeah. Like, you want them to have a oh, no, absolutely. Um, it was a little scandal that he may have touched, rubbed, smacked the booty of one of the producers on the show, like the cameraman. Yes. So that was a little, maybe he was going to be sued or not. The main scandal that happened was that he went to a hotel with a lady. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he said, we just went to the hotel. I fell asleep. I passed out. We didn't have sex. But the lady took pictures of him, of Michael, in his drawers, in his boxes. Naked. The and first this is when season, she just had the baby. You, you don't forget the first season, he smacked Katie's husband ass on camera. Oh, he did. And he did say he would like to suck one dick. dick. Yeah. Oh, this, now, this is too much. See, this is Michael. And what, what what was Ashley's reaction to all of this? I mean, she tried to have her husband's back. You know what I'm saying? She did what a wife's supposed to do, I guess. You know, she didn't She put, She didn't agree to any of the situations. She said motherfuckers were just making shit up. Hey. So now when she had the second baby, I'm like, this girl has a plan. Because, yes, because on the show, mm-hmm. 
before she had the first baby, because you know there was they had the restaurant. That mm-hmm. was the thing. And at that time, they was already having problems yeah. with the restaurant. They were selling kangaroo meat. They were selling, yeah. And it was like issues, and and the prenup came up because yeah. they were redoing the prenup. Yeah. And that's when it came up that after five years, she would be entitled to half of everything. Yep. Anything before then is conditional. It was like come in as you as you were, and then there was another clause mm-hmm. of children. Absolutely. So when they had that conversation on camera, well, she was smiling. That, I knew it. I she said, was smiling. I said, Ashley, in for the longer game. She is, and she's like, five years. I could do five years. Like, shit, I'm gonna get out thirty three. Be bad with my kids. Okay. She like, and she probably was like, you know, I just want to have two kids. There's two boys with this man. That's it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to have any more kids. Let me just have all my kids with one man, and I get my bag. And. Like I knew she ooh. lived happily ever after. Now, do I feel bad for Michael? No, because he, he got himself in this situation. What, what would you expect from a young girl? That's what I'm saying. Why would you feel bad for him? What do you expect from such a young girl? You, I think he wanted this for her. But you know what? I feel bad for Michael's kids, though. His older kids. Oh, his older kids, because it's like if he's get if she's getting half, right? It's just yes. like now damn, how much? I think it's worth twenty million or so. But it's just like he has. I know he has three older kids, so it's like damn, how much is? Are they gonna get kind of thing? You know what I'm saying? That yeah, kind of, it shortens the ration because it it's like obviously this man has worked his whole life to have whatever it is that he has now. So out of just of out of just being dirty and just having this crazy sexual fetish, yeah, uh-huh, this is what it has led to, led led to. I don't know. I only feel bad for those kids, but girl, I, I just knew I knew she had a plan. Hey, I congratulate you, Ashley Darby, for doing what I wish. That you can do? Oh, my God. Every day I be watching these shows. Like, why, why are you not a city girl? And I be on Instagram and I say, why don't I only like rich guys? Mm. I wish my palate didn't care about nothing else. Right, your palate just wants the softness. The like, soft I one. wish that that was my, your that's tits. it. Yes. Like, that's, the, my taste is rich. But you know, I think our taste is rich, but it's on some we want to make our own riches. Yeah, it's like build a rich baby. You better. Know. I know, right? It's some humble rich, well, humble like, beginnings rich. Who taught me this life? <laughs> who raised me? My mama didn't raise me like this. Who raised me like Damn. this? Damn, that might. My mama raised me like this. My mama told me, you know, get you somebody that can take care of you. I mean, period. And do all those things, which I still want and I still have. And I still, you know what I'm saying? It's not that. Don't get it twisted, y'all. Don't be in my DMs and nothing's going for you. But I just wish that I was like a gold digger. Like that's what you pursued. Like you put yourself in those environments. Like, yeah, to be a gold digger. It's a lot of work, yeah. It is, but man. It comes to a lot too because see the embarrassment shoot your fist. (laughs) I mean, who knows? She probably don't have STDs no, from facts, nonsense. Facts. You know, it comes to emotional distress too because she, she was on the show. You could tell, okay, this girl is down yeah. from all that cheating, whatever. No matter yeah. how she tries to like, okay, no, I'm good. It's it whatever. It's a lot. It's a lot to do with, you know. Okay, now you're two kids. The daddy gonna die soon. I'm sorry to say, but hey, what what if he only lives ten more years? True. Michael don't look like the healthiest. <laughs> he not the he healthy should, older man. He giving. Ooh, he that type of white. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, you know I'm saying he giving soggy see He not that healthy white man. Ooh. Where it's like, all right, he he older, but he don't look. He's giving age. raw turkey chicken. That's his complexion. So listen, um, hey, kudos to her. She she followed through her plan. Yeah, she slept. With, ooh. Can you imagine? You and he was freaky. getting older and older. Ooh. You got freaky, freaky. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, Ugh. but yeah, that's the tea on that. I mean, it almost reminds me of how I would rather cry in a Rolls Royce than cry in a Toyota or a Honda. Yeah. As the greatest rapper alive, according to GQ, has I, said. I see what you did there. That was a nice one. It was there, though. That right? was a nice one. I like that transition. Good Give it to me. I like that. Anyway, guys. Um, so let's talk about Future. So Future had a interview with GQ magazine where he was called the best rapper alive by Elliot. Um, which I think was a troll to begin with. But anyway. <laughs> I know, right? In that interview, um, you know, they talked to the future about will he have more kids and how he feels about getting married and would it be special and stuff. So a lot of, a, diff- a couple of different clips came out from that interview. I heard future saying things like his baby mamas are toxic to him. The women in his life are toxic to him. We just don't see it. <laughs> um, you know, he... You know, he basically said that he has no regrets. He doesn't think that he'll change anything. Um, and quite frankly, I'm be real honest with y'all. Future makes my stomach crawl. So I wasn't super tapped in on this interview. But I think the main thing that kind of stood out to me was when um, they asked if he want more kids. Yes. Right. And he was like, yeah, he want to have more kids. Um, he would like to get married. And, you know, if he has more kids with his wife, it would be more special. And it's just like, gee, you have six, you're, you're six kids out. You, you have six kids or seven kids. You can't be saying some other kids can be more special. You know what I'm saying? Nevadia said his kids with his wife in his matrimonial home is well, going to be What's going to be more special? Because you see from me cheating on her ass. He said he's his bastard kids. Exactly. You still going to have another kid outside of marriage. Like, come on now. Like, I feel like. <laughs> it's not I, you said he's going to cheat on his he wife. He is. Like, come on now. I feel like if I was one of his baby mamas, I would have finished out to like, well, damn. I think that future is disgusting. Very. And I really do think that, like, after Sierra, all the other women that got impregnated by him knew better, and they should have did better. They wanted the money. So there you go. Future, he loves the toxic life. So it's framed to be like, and I think it is true, the women that... I mean, I don't know all the women, but a good number of them. There are also toxic, toxic. To him. especially the latest one. Yeah, the the latest the one, one that did the to, get him to do the the DNA, DNA test. test. Yeah, you saw the video she posted with her child. Oh, I didn't see that. It one. was one she posted a while ago with the child. It was some like TikTok sound about like, oh, I've not heard, I've not seen your daddy type of thing. Or where's your daddy? Or is he the father? That type of thing. And, and you're doing like, it with the child. So it's just kind of like, okay, this is not healthy. I don't know about his relationship with Joy, but she seemed like an ideal baby mama. I, you know what? Joy, Joy too, she wants to suffer life. That's what I'm saying. She seems like the ideal baby mama. Yeah. She play her role. She knows what to she do. She take her care role. of her children. They you go know? on vacation here and yeah, there. Yeah, she go on both. She kiss Diddy. It's all good. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. I'm like, any other woman who has another child by him is crazy. It's just like, I think at this point, Future has now said that I'm done paying for, like, y'all not going to keep having kids with me and think that y'all going to be the rich, rich off of this. Mm-hmm. I now refuse to claim any other child that is not my Absolutely. wife's child. Absolutely. That's what he's telling you. Public service announcement, Future telling y'all that he's not claiming any more babies. Mm-hmm. That is not a baby his wife has. I'm tired of him. He going to have them still. 
He gonna do what he wanna of do. Of course. But so he wait, he's not without his current girlfriend anymore, right? That's Dior. Mm-hmm. I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. Because so, she's 12. So I don't think so. should have never been with her. All right, let's move to the next toxic motherfucker on the list. <laughs> <laughs> baby, when they was together, it was toxic squares. Okay, talking about toxic baby mamas, Black China. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, Black China, she is in this current battle. Lawsuit, law case, whatever battle with the Kardashians. So if you don't know, she's basically suing them, um, you know, the Kardashian sisters and the mama, because she feels like they are the cost. They're the reason why her show with Rob, Rob and China, got canceled. She said the show got canceled because of them. And due to that, she lost millions of dollars. So now so many things have been coming up about Black China. First of all, I didn't know that Black China is not the primary parent of her kids. So, you know, it was on the shade room yeah, where... Yeah, because she posted it trying to make a point and then got treated by both her baby daddies. She talking about, I need more money. I have no child support type of thing. And then Tiger Was it who commented at first? I Tiger. think it was Tyga. He was like, what do you need child support when the King son is only... you Sunday. He's like, I think... Was it like from Friday to Sunday type of thing? Yeah. And I paid his tuition, which is over ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And then Rob came in there like, well, damn, yeah, he she only has... What's the Dream. Name? Dream from Thursday to Saturday... So, what you need child support for? Not the kids only see each other on Saturday and Friday. And I'm not saying, you know, not to be, like, sexist or, like, super traditional in the sense that, okay, the mom should always be the primary parent. Because some cases, maybe the mom is not the primary parent. That's fine. But be a healthy parent. Because it's just too much nonsense she does on social media. You know what I mean? It's It's just too much for both of your parents to not be, both of your kids to not be with you. That say something. Like, Mind let's say you. one is with you, then okay. Mind you, you live in the same neighborhood. She live in L.A., right? She live right up there in California. Don't she live in Beverly Hills or something like that? Like, she's she right around the way. It's not like she lives in Atlanta. So yeah. Girl. And, you know, I feel like Black China isn't as black china she used to be right it's not that oh she's strung out you're she's not good she's, she's not traveling drugs. and she is on drugs absolutely she's, drugs. she's not traveling it's not like oh she's going to dubai she's doing those global you know pop-ups and show-ups she's not doing that and some of the details that are coming out in this case are just mm-hmm. ridiculous right like um today it was even reported that chris jenner was scared of her because she pulled a gun on on to Rob's head, talk about something. If you ever leave me, I'm gonna kill you. It's like, and according to Black Chance, she said she said I was joking when I did that. That's not a joke. I don't care. The, I don't care if the gun not loaded. I don't even give. I don't give a damn if it's a water gun. Don't play with me like that. Don't ever in your life put a gun to my head. Like I, I don't what? care. Like what? Like and I don't, I wouldn't uh, play with you. It's ridiculous. And then um, she has not paid her taxes since 2015. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. She says she does. She doesn't own a bank account. When the last couple of years, she made over $2 million. How? I don't know. Is she a drug mule? Because that doesn't even make sense. I guess from Instagram, social media. You but know, it's like, where are they has... depositing the money? Exactly. Where, if where? you're getting it from social media, where's the where's money going? Where's it going? And then how mama Tokyo Tony, she's doing too much, too. Doing too much, too. I guess I, I guess she, she's standing up for her, her daughter. So. I ain't gonna lie, I miss Tokyo. I was thinking about her the other day. It's so funny that all of this started. Because I was just thinking about Tokyo one day, like... Boy, it's been a while since Tokyo Tony done wild out on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, that was an era, too. Where it sure was. Tokyo was just on social media every day doing silly Going stuff. Going live. Having a show. That's what made her have a show, because she was being crazy on live. Hmm. I don't know. It's just toxic. It's just, it's just quite sad. I, who do you think is going to win? I mean, clearly the Kardashians will win this. Yeah. But 
I just also feel like, who do you think should win? Because all jokes aside, despite despite the fact that Black China is crazy, she is ghetto, she is all of these things. Yeah. I think th- they did stop the show. And I think that if they stopped the show because she was being abusive to Rob. That's and fine. And she was toxic and she was doing too much. That's fine. Then, yeah, I'm sorry. That's fine. No, no, no. But here's the, here's the kicker. Rob ain't no baby. Rob was not a baby. Mm-hmm. Rob was fully endorsing his relationship with China at the time. I mean, yeah, it's like, boy, you you knew he, that China is not your spec. He, yeah, he was Why fully endorsing. And, and he was like, y'all leave me alone. My sisters be tripping. They be mm-hmm. in our business. They don't know that mm-hmm. me and China. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like. But now let's also not forget that Rob has always been the dull one. Yes, he's from a dull From the jump, he's always been the very dull, slow yes, one. Yes, he's a dull So, of course, it's like, I right, well, my, we know our brother, he's dull, he's slow, but, you know, we the, we the woman, we the sisters, we older, yeah. we gonna have to have his Because it's like, under the, under the court of law, because like, that's what I'm saying, like, who's the producer? Was it like, Chris is a producer, so mm-hmm. she had the right to pull the show? Yeah. Because if not, China may have a little case. Now, I don't support her. Mm-hmm. But maybe she maybe she owns or something. I like. mean, she definitely has a little case. That's why it's the lever, which yeah, it is. So um, but we'll see what but more details. We'll, yeah. Because, you know, I think she just, you know, she's trying to have her little show on Zeus. Because I don't see any network wanting to pick up China. They love the Kardashians. Because she's a full-on drug addict. You know? But they, they love the E, E network. They're on the Kardashian side. Yeah. Period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, all right, you know, we don't want this shit to go on. We're going to cancel it. All right, cool. We're going to cancel it. Because we want y'all. We Facts. want y'all money. That's why. What other show would pick up China? Zeus Network. Yeah. And like, it was trash. And I mean, it was entertaining a little bit, but it was just like. It's, it, it's really sad because, like, the trajectory that Angela is on. Is downwards. It's like if she. Like, I, I actually even worry for her if she loses this case, right? Because oh. it's almost like, what else? What's going to happen What's going to float her? Hopefully you know? she doesn't. Overdose, and that's that's just kind of where it's headed. It's like to even know that she don't even have her kids with her. That's kind of like that. That to me, she was don't her, have her friends anymore. She don't have nobody. Mm-hmm. That was like her to me. That was her sole motivation for for not being a full on drug addict. Yeah. is having her kids around. So it's like to know that her kids are not with her most of the time. Then who are her friends? And then she's going broke. Like you know what? What is? Who's going to the to the booking for Black China anymore? You know, nobody about to fill out the club. The new girls are here. The, Ari, the, the new Jada, girls are here. The, every other day, it's a doll of Monroe and one of these girls. Okay, so, she don't go back to stripping, G. And it's like, damn, I don't even want to see that. I want, in a, in a perfect world, I want Amber Rose to embrace her again. Oh, she doing music, though. Baby, that, that's not happening. <laughs> Black China rapping. She rapping, she rapping. I forgot that she tried that, but it, it wasn't catching. It's just really that everything t- China's trying is not catching. It's not catching. So she needs a whole ass revamp. She yeah. She needs she needs somebody needs to take pity on her because Ayala couldn't do it. It just it just it ain't happening. I, I don't I don't know because it's like to the point where it's like she literally don't have nobody but her mama and that, and look at that. Like she don't really have a mama. Exactly. That's not no, even that's somebody you want to have. No. That's not even somebody you want to have. Listen, Tokyo Tony, she loves the cameras too. She know what she doing she by, she by going to the court. court. Yeah. Come on now. She know what she doing. It's like, oh, I have my daughter's back. Girl, bye. Please. So, it's really sad to see. Yeah. It is really sad to see. Uh, but yeah, um, I think that's it for a hot topic. That is it for the hot topics. All right. Well, today we have we do have a topic today. Surely do. We do have a special talk because it's been a minute since we had a topic. Yeah, we haven't had a topic for for a minute. I don't even remember oh. our last topic. 
dysfunctional something girl that was uh that was a year or so ago wasn't it no now we talk about Kanye West this dysfunction oh disguising dysfunction I thought you were talking about dysfunctional families or some shit (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) anyway um so as you guys know or you may not know shit I have a baby okay I have a one year old (gasps) when (laughs) and I'm sure people were like that and um yeah this is my episode where like i feel like i am ready to just talk about my experience of motherhood you know having my little cross-cultured baby um you know just the whole process also being nigerian yeah um yeah i'm like where do i even start from the beginning for the beginning from the the beginning. beginning so how did you what was the experience of like finding out you're pregnant and like yeah. How did that shift you immediately? What oh was my that? god! So that very day, I can never forget that day. Um, so I, <laughs> so I do have PCOS, so polycystic ovarian syndrome. So where um, I have irregular periods, painful periods, cramp really, really bad. Um, so this specific day, I had to leave work early because I was just like, okay, I was working from home, but I left. I called off work earlier. I'm like, I'm in pain. Anyway, I drove myself to the ER. You know how the ER is? Is always packed too many people then you were like oh go to urgent care so yeah. i went to urgent care from there you know like typical stuff they always have to do pregnancy tests you know what I'm saying? as a woman whatever you're going for all right let's do pregnancy tests so i did pregnancy tests and they're like oh oh it's positive i'm like positive I'm like, what does that mean <laughs> i literally was like what does that mean <laughs> no and obviously but in my it was just not clicking she was like oh um it means you're, you're this pregnant. This is the first thing you probably ever tested positive for. Gee, <laughs> like positive. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. She's like, you know, you're having a baby. But because I was in so much pain, it was maybe, maybe I'm going to be going through a miscarriage right. or as an ectopic pregnancy. Right. And I'm not going to lie. I was praying for one of those because I was like, Lord, let it just be like, this, this cannot, this cannot be right. real. Like, is this really happening? So I remember I texted you like, oh my God, you know, um, I texted my son's father and uh, that whole day so I, it was a very long day i had to go back and do an ultrasound and he was like oh no it's not a type of pregnancy the baby's still there you're seven weeks pregnant ah, seven weeks jesus you know they give you the paper and stuff and i'm just like really so there's something in here wow i was shocked i, I think i was just like I didn't cry immediately. It was it's just I, you, it's just more of like, wait, is this really real? Like, is this like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, maybe some days will go by and maybe something will happen. But no, nothing happened. And of course, it's that emotion of like, okay, I'm not married. I'm not married. I'm not as successful as I want to be. You know, I'm not anywhere in my life that I want to be, to be ready to have a child, to bring a child. You know, how would I tell my family? How would I tell my parents? What would I do my work? What would I do a podcast? All of that. I definitely did look into having an abortion. I did. Uh, but my spirit couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You know, something I battled with myself a lot. And I was like, how do I tell my mom that I'm pregnant? Girl, I had to, I had to text her like, oh, you know you're my best friend. So I have something to tell you. You know, I had to kind of like, you know, soften it. She was like, what is it? Are you pregnant? <laughs> I was like, yes. She was like, okay, call me. So I called her. She was like, it's okay. So hearing her voice her immediate acceptance because it wasn't a hiccup it wasn't a like damn how did you or how dare you or like how could you be because i did all those things to myself you know what i'm saying it was none of that to have that immediate acceptance acceptance from someone that 
I love my mom. My mom's super supportive, but you know, you, you're just fearful. Yeah, you're saying you, you of the rejection, from the judgment from your parents or disappointment. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wait, what? She's accepting. She didn't judge me. You know, she. And I, I know for a fact that she, as a parent, she probably went through her, like, damn, this is really happening. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She probably went through her own, you know, moments of thinking, like, oh, my, my my daughter is actually pregnant. And just as a Nigerian Christian woman, too, she's not married. What, is that, what does that look like, you know? But once I heard it's okay from her, I was like, all right, we're going to do this. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to do this. And I think I judged myself so much throughout this process, throughout the process, you know, I think it's one thing to be fearful of people's judgments, but it's another thing when you judge yourself. Because mm-hmm. when you judge yourself, that actually weighs heavier. You know what I mean? That weighs heavier on you than what other people think. Because, so, mm-hmm, for, really quick. So, before you get into how, when you judge yourself, what were the judgments you were thinking? Like, what were the things that you judged yourself on? I judged myself on... Like, how did I let this happen? You know, you're not married. Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I always wanted to do, I've stopped saying I wanted to do it the right way, right? Because mm-hmm. there's no specific right way. Everyone's right way is different. But I wanted to do the traditional way. Traditional mm-hmm. way of get married and then have a baby. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to do it that way. I wanted to have more money in my bank account. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, I think, quite frankly, I think it was the marriage part that was the biggest part. That was the biggest thing, I yeah. think, you know, besides the, I mean, like, I have a job, you know. I also have my business. I mean, I ain't super rich now, but I mean, I can take care of myself. I'm not yeah. on any government support. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, that was quite, actually, that's the biggest part, you know. And I think I was also fearful of what people think of me. Because I mm. feel like I've always carried myself a certain way. And sometimes you do fall into the ideas that people have of you, too. Like, oh, Erica, she's a good girl. And it's not like, I mean, I ain't a bad girl. But right. when you constantly hear that, then it's like, damn, they're going to think I'm a bad girl. Yeah, because I know? think it's just kind of like, you know, we've, we've said it a lot of times on Cross Cultured about what our, how our culture impacts mm-hmm. us and the things that have shaped us about our culture. And a lot of that is rooted in tradition, mm. right? Um, so even let's go back to the opposite perspective of when I first, when you first told Mm -hmm. me, right? So I was just thinking like, I think my first thought was like, yeah, I could be playing too much. This may be some weird ass joke. And it's funny when I told other people, they're like, you playing. Because this is like a typical Erica joke, too. And it's like, you be like, nah, G, okay, the joke is over. <laughs> and she's still going with the joke to the point where you deep in it. And she be like, nah, I'm playing. But it was no joke about it. Um, and I think for me, my first thought was like, you know, the same thing that you thought. Like, oh, man, what will people say to you? Mm-hmm. You know, like, not necessarily like, I wasn't like embarrassed or nothing like that. It wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. But it was like. I know that you're you're going to feel a way about it. And I yeah. was like, how is that going to be for you to, like, have to go through that? Yeah. That was, like, my first thought. Like, yeah. oh, man, like, telling people. That was it. Like, when, yeah. when people tell and the thought process of how you would begin to start trying to explain yeah. and what you would want. Because I think that what marriage gives you is just kind of like a, I don't have to explain this. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's like, like, I had sex and I got pregnant. Exactly. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, that's always what it is. Like, okay. Yeah science that's the science right but i think that it just is kind of like um a baby is like the only is the first visible way to people in your sex life business yeah like that's just it it's like oh you have sex now that's just Mm -hmm. always the first thought that people have so i was just like oh man like i think that we we both kind of like keep 
that side of ourselves, like for mm-hmm. for you know, girl talk and kiki talk. Right. You know, I think for the longest we didn't even talk about stuff like that on the podcast. At exactly. All. We talk about stuff like that. Sex. We didn't I say, know, right? We didn't talk anything about that. It was just gonna be whatever. So, the next question I want to ask you is like. It was it was um right before your birthday. It was right. It was like right before your birthday. Well, so which was funny because in my mind I have already planned all the ways we was gonna get like super lit, lit and this, all these things, and I had to like cancel every single thing. Like okay, so we're just gonna alter this whole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the surprises is gonna be altered. What was the first thing in your mind that you're like, I have to change? I can't have wine no more. <laughs> I can't drink anymore. I mean, your mind definitely rushes because yeah. it's like, damn. So, you know, I was living in a one-bedroom apartment then on Southside. It was actually a really small one-bedroom. So it's like, I can't have a baby here. Yeah. I need space. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want better for my child. At least he needs to have his own room. You know, and it's like, damn, you definitely do have to change your whole lifestyle. Yeah. You know, not just your lifestyle, but your mindset. Because even me being... I, I know it's actually... I know that I was definitely judged by some people. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you, you feel it. You know, there. Right. I remember I went to a friend's um, bridal, whatever. And, and I was obviously really showing. But for me, I was like, when people see you're pregnant, it should be a, hey, congratulations. Or even if you do not know how to react, it's like, oh, hi. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. it's something. You know what I'm saying? It was none of that. It was one of those like, oh, you could you could tell it's been discussed. Uh, you could you could, I could just tell it's 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 been discussed type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And also because some people are like, oh, she ain't married, so like, should I be saying congratulations? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I definitely felt that with certain people, like you know, some people that I saw was like they didn't say congrats, congratulations to the baby come came and they're like but it's like the baby was already here right <laughs> you know what i'm saying so thank you for saying congratulations now but the baby was here so you should have said something back then right. so that that made me feel a certain type of way but as i was saying it was also a change of mindset it was a constant battle yeah. it was a constant battle always a battle um i mean also i told my parents uh my dad he was like oh great I'm like, why is everyone else happy yeah. <laughs> but me my siblings were happy like oh it's a blessing it's a baby but me. So then I'm like, what is wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? Why am I holding on so much to this notion of wanting to be married or caring so much about what people say? So has changed my lifestyle, you know, no more drinking. Like it was like it had to be cut. Immediately you find out it's like that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even do like, you know, you can drink during pregnancy. Like you could have like a glass of wine here and there. I didn't even do do that at all, you know. I decided to try and be healthier. Um, I think the biggest was just my, my, me mentally. Cause I definitely was yeah. depressed during my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, due to that, I didn't fully get to enjoy the pregnancy. And then it was a pandemic too. Yeah. It was the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. You can't really go out. And it's like, you have to be careful who you're around because you're carrying two babies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could enjoy, enjoy, you know, me and my partner, we couldn't really go to a doctor's appointment together. I mean, he drove me to every single one of them, but he couldn't come in because it's COVID. Right. So that, you know, those little joyful moments of like, okay, mm-hmm. look at the ultrasound together or like talking about, I, I couldn't have that because of the pandemic, you yeah. know? And it's just also, also a conversation with your partner too. Like what's going to happen? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. I feel like a part of me also resented him. Cause I'm like, why are you not marrying me now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not even like, it's not because I'm married for ready for marriage. It's not like, cause our relationship is ready for that stage, but it's cause of like, Cover me from this shame. Do you think that a part of you um, was fighting for the vision of your adulthood that was slipping from you, right? Because I think that, like, for, for so much of our, our lives, 
when you envision phases of your life, you envision mm-hmm. it a certain way. Yeah. So it's like already you're entering a phase that you didn't envision in this way. So yeah. do you feel like a part of you was like more so not necessarily fighting for the marriage part of it, but fighting to control part of your yeah, adulthood? Yeah, as I said, a month was one way yeah. for no marriage to mm-hmm. hell. Like, girl, my wedding would have been the $500 wedding. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, mom was not ready for it at all. I yeah. just knew me personally, I wasn't. But it was just of like, well, at least, okay, we've jump some steps let's kind of backtrack and maybe we could you know do this marriage thing and also as a nigerian woman it's like cover my shame take the shame away from me because the shame is that you have a child out of wedlock right you know what i'm saying so at least put a ring on it but actually glad that it didn't happen that way because i don't i think it would have made it worse right you know what i'm saying because it would be us truly jumping the gun and putting ourselves in a position that would just may not be a healthy environment for the child you know Mm -hmm. But yeah, girl, I was depressed, boy. I was just, it was hard. It was hard. And also just not being around. My mom was in Texas. It was a pandemic. Majority of my family is in Nigeria. Not being around family, you know. Yeah, the pandemic, I think. Because, yeah, I think that um, pregnancy in the pandemic has been talked about. It's been like a very mm-hmm. lonely experience. So do you think that your, do you think that you would have felt more shame or less shame being able to be around more people like do you think eventually it would have been like okay i'm around everybody i'm used to it by the time everything you know like by the time you was fully fully Mm -hmm. um pregnant with well done full with your pregnancy it would have been like whoa like yeah maybe or do you think that maybe with life being open you'd have had more social events where you would have had to like i mean yeah possibly yeah possibly but also i'm I'm a homebody at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even pregnancy, there were some occasions where I could have gone out. I'm like, I didn't go out. I think it's a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. So maybe the pandemic did help in a sense that, well, I don't have to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's a pandemic and I'm pregnant. So I didn't have to face people's questions or wondering eyes. Um, by the same time, in another way, I'm like, if I went out more, I would have probably fully accepted it and be like, well, I'm in my glow. I'm pregnant. Right, and so what? You know, it would have made me active. You know, mm-hmm. being at home all day, after a while, they get depressing, right? Yeah. So it'll have probably made me more active and just enjoy the sun more and dress up and, you know, be, be on my Rihanna shit too. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'll probably be like, be dressing and just, you know, just feeling myself a little bit more. Yeah, I think that, um, I think from, from this side of it, I felt like I wanted you to enjoy it more. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, you know, I felt what you felt just off. You know, as being yeah. as close as we are. <laughs> um, but I felt that, like, oh, man, I really want you to enjoy it more. Because at the end of the day, it's still, like, your first pregnancy. Know, you know so what I blessing. mean? Um, and it just was hard. So now, looking back after having done your full pregnancy, oh my God. what are some things you would have told yourself to get yourself out of oh, that? Oh, that is okay. Because now, because I was really thinking that I could not do it. But I'm like, here I am. It's just like, I'm in a routine, you know, yeah. feed him. And it's like, I got in the routine ASAP. You know what I'm saying? It was almost natural for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I got in the routine ASAP that it's okay. Fuck what people think. One thing my mom said, she was like, you don't live your life for others. People, yeah. Whether you do it the traditional way. Look, okay, this girl that had read all her wedding. We talking shit about her wedding. <laughs> but she got married. Then she get married. <laughs> But, like, she got married, but we talking shit about the fact that she got married with $500, you know? So whether you do it the right way, the the traditional way, people are always going to talk. People are going to... 
what if you don't have, you know, you have, you guess you get married and then f- five years later, you still have no kids. People are going to say, damn, she ain't got no she kids. Barren. You're just like, yeah. what's going on? You know what I mean? Or you get divorced. Or, you, you know, it's just yeah. so many things that, you know, certain things, sometimes shit literally happens. You yeah. have no control over. You know what I'm saying? So I, if I could look back, I'd really be like, it's okay. One thing I'm happy I did, I spoke life onto my baby. So I was yeah. like, talk to my baby all the time like even though mama is sad but i do not hate you i'm not sad because of you you yeah. know what i'm saying like i'm happy that i have you like you're a blessing i was prophesying that you're gonna be this baby a great baby a kind baby an easy baby and i i truly see that because yeah. even me doing here i was so concerned being a lactation like how am i gonna do it you know some babies are some babies are, are really fussy you know yeah, what I mean? some babies are really fussy and i was just like he's so peaceful like he literally knows that mommy is working you know, whenever he needs something, he'll say something, but he knows that mommy's working and he plays on his own. And he's been like that. I've been doing, I went back to working as a lactician since when he turned three months. Yeah. And it's always been like that. You know, all my clients love him. So it was just like, he truly is a blessing. Like I remember the very first, you know, he came two weeks early too. So it was also like a little commotion. I was in process of moving and all that. And it's like when he came out, so I was in labor for seven hours. Um, I had high blood pressure, so they had to induce me. And, you know, I was pushing, and they're like, oh, touch his head. You know, his oh, child. Uh, because he touched touch his head. <gasps> and I was like, oh, my. Even his dad recently told me that he was, like, just seeing a reaction. He can never forget it because he was like, I touched his head. And I was like, oh, my baby. And it's like, at that moment, I was like, oh, my baby's truly coming out of this shit right yeah, here. And, uh, you know, it's just like he came out, and he didn't cry so much. I was just like, oh, I really have a baby. Like, it's, it's just a baby. It's my baby. And just to give a little bit more history, I didn't think pregnancy was going to be easy for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Not to say that, oh, I was out here practicing on sex, unsafe um, sex and shit, but having PCOS, having surgery with, you know, part of your ovaries taken out, you know, you've been, I've been told a couple of times that fertility may be an yeah, issue. True. You know what I'm saying? I've never, ever gotten pregnancy. I've never had any, like, real scare, like, oh, you know what I mean? So it's just like, wow, like, the fact that God blessed me. In this manner, in this way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, all I can say is, I thank God. It's certain things just like, you keep on questioning it. It's just, you're just going to you're just gonna go down a rabbit hole. And I'm grateful for the partner I have. Like, he's the best man that I ha- that I could say. Like, you know, sometimes you think about certain exes and you're just like, yeah, yeah I, I, sh- I should have had a baby with this mm-hmm. ex or I should have whatever. No, no, no. Even the ex I thought I was going to marry. I'm just like, no, this was the right one to have this child with. Like, it's just. My child, you know, Faramee, he's a divine blessing. Like, I named him um, God Loves Me. Mm-hmm. And I named him that because I just knew, and I had this epiphany to get name my child that, like, when I have a son, he's going to be God, Faramee, because I'm like, I know that one day God will give me a child because he loves me, because that's always been a fear of mine. Right. You know, and I know that the child is going to be so loved, you know, and I'm just like, he's going to be surrounded with love. Love is what's going to make this baby. And, like, when I, ha- when I found out I was a boy, I'm like, ah. Oh, and the situation, I'm just like, it just showed me. For me, you know, as a child of God, I'm like, God, you truly love me. You know. So you wanted a boy? Yeah. I wanted a boy first. Mm-hmm. You know, I think even for his dad, I'm like, this is gonna make it. Everyone we were nervous. You know, dad too was nervous, like, damn, having a baby, you know, but you ready. So even a boy was like having him having a boy kind of calmed him down mm-hmm. a little bit. Cause I feel like it being a girl who'd be a little bit more nervous, like, 
my God, it's a girl. I have to be this and that. Like, I have to be super perfect. Yeah. Not that you not be perfect for a boy, you know, but. Yeah, but no, men feel more comfortable because they could just be themselves. be themselves. They know how to be a man. Exactly. It's hard for them to learn how to be a man for a woman. Exactly. But yeah, man, looking back, I'm just like, I'm happy. I have no regrets, quite, quite frankly. I definitely don't have no regrets. I mean, I think the people want to know, what was your favorite craving? I didn't have cravings, G. Let me see. I had a lot of Starbucks coffee. Van- but I didn't have those weird, like, um, I mean, ice no, but cream. but the vanilla bean would be considered your I craving. guess, yeah, I, ha- I had that. Maybe, um, that's, yeah. What else did I really use? I, oh, no, I had our chicken. I ate so much chicken. Oh, yeah, because you don't even like chicken like I that. I don't eat chicken like that. I yeah. had so much fried food. Chick- Great, I gained 60 pounds during the pregnancy. You did? I gained 60? 60 pounds, yes. Wow. 60 pounds. Chicken, pizza. Donuts. It's funny because me and his dad had the same cravings too. So I would eat donut today, and you know I talk to his dad. His dad would be like, "Yeah, I just got donut too," and it happened a couple of times. Oh, that's cute. So I guess he also experiences like you know when they say you know men also do experience pregnancy symptoms too. Oh, that's cute. Uh, What do you miss most about having the bump? Oh, I don't miss it. I don't miss it. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess it's cute. Though when people see it, like, ah, you know, uh, people kind of treat you a little bit nicer because you're carrying a baby. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that's what I would say I miss. But, girl, it was uncomfortable. There's so much pressure on your vagina. I couldn't see my vagina after a while, man. Yeah. It was just sometimes I'll eat. I'm like, damn, I ate too much. I'm struggling to breathe. You know, <laughs> you. I just felt like a whale. Like, some days I wake up, I'm just like, this is not a day. This is not a good day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just had to, like, I, I was, you know, I was working from home. I couldn't help but sleep every couple of minutes, G. Like, it's hard to stay awake. Mm-mm. I mean, it's a beautiful thing, G, but girl. So what is your post-pregnancy? How do you think your relationship with yourself has been? Ah, uh, that was also still a battle. I'm not going to lie. That was still a battle because things weren't perfect. You know what I'm saying? In a way, it was still like, I'm still not married. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Things weren't perfect. Um, also, you know, America... The American lifestyle really just shows you how you know how to say it takes a village. Yeah, American lifestyle does not uh, does not have that. Yeah, you know, I did not have my family with me to really support to help me through. My mom she stayed with me for a month, but she also has a job. She yeah. has my younger sister, you know, um, so I didn't have support to help me through the sleepless nights or to help me through babysitting or whatever it is that I may need, and it's still don't really have that so it's it's quite hard to go through that i went through postpartum too you know where um one you're just down because you, you you know you also do think about like damn i can't do certain things anymore you know like life is completely different or like what does my life look like now what is it that i have to do to make things comfortable and you know what i mean how mm-hmm. do i adapt to this difference but i would say it's made me more of a hard worker you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i'm I'm a hard worker. Like, goodbye to my naps. I don't take naps anymore. I used to be the queen of the naps. Yeah, you was a good napper, child. Girl, boy. After Ooh. school, after work, boy, this I'm taking one, my nap. This one, I'd be calling like, oh, my father, I'm asleep. Sleep, gee, I'm taking a nap. Don't play with my nap now, but when last I take a nap, Psh, shit, out the window. <laughs> um, but it's made me more of a hard worker, definitely, because, you know, I'm honored with my business and everything. I think overall, I think... My confidence is definitely growing, too, just in myself, to fully accept myself, fully accept my mistakes. Like, I'm human. You know what I'm saying? Like, accept, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, it's okay. Whether you disappoint. Because in a way, I disappointed myself with the pregnancy, Mm -hmm. right? It was like I disappointed myself. But it's just like, okay, 
And how are you going to switch that? How are you going to change it to move to take to change that disappointment to not a disappointment, to happiness, to success? You know what I mean? And the success is the result of having a baby and a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a blessing. I had an auntie, she was telling me that, you know, people pay so much to have kids. Mm-hmm. People pay millions to have kids. You know, people lose their lives, you know, having kids. People do the surrogacy. People lose their marriages, lose everything to have a child, you know. So if you're someone that wants a child and the fact that you're given the opportunity and blessing to have a child, a he- no, let alone a healthy child because Girl, kids be sick nowadays. It's They'll ridiculous. Stuff, yeah. The diseases are crazy. So it's like to be able to have all of that, it's, it's man, it's it's a blessing. Like It's like how dare I think opposite. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, how dare I think opposite? I have my moments where I'm weak, you know what I'm saying, where I'm just like stressed, where I'm tired, and I'm just like, damn. But it's like, girl, no, it's okay. You know, It's not the end of the world. So you have now crossed this threshold of womanhood, right? Like as women, yeah, you know, it's it's a line between moms and non moms. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are, what are some of the what is your relationship with womanhood now? Like how how has that changed you just as a woman? I'm more understanding mm-hmm. of mothers, you know, and more respectful. So it made me respect my mom a lot more. Mm-hmm. and love my mom a lot more because of course naturally you respect and love your mom but once you become a mom so you get it like i see why my mom acts a certain way you know what i'm saying like i i see why she's super annoying or she be pissing me off or she constantly calling me or whatever because she's like i came out of her so she better like you know what i'm saying because like me having a child i'd be saying like boy he better do this and do that and whatever you know what i'm saying because it's just like a whole oh this is this is a part of you mm-hmm. you know there's nothing can compare to the love Especially if it's a healthy, if it was a good parents, because you know they're bad parents out there. But nothing can really compare to the love that you have for your child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like when I, especially single moms, man, I'm like, my hat's off to them because it's not an easy job. Mm-hmm. No, I, no one is meant to do it alone. So single moms or single dads, it's not a one person job. Yeah, it's not meant to be a one person job. And those that are doing it alone, it's it's sad. It's painful. You know what I'm saying? My mom was a single mom at a point. Um, so it, it's, it's a lot of stress. So for me, my connection, it, it's made me more connected and understanding and more loving and respectful to women out there. And it, also those who are looking for the food of the womb too, mm-hmm. you know, because even the process of trying to get pregnant, it's not easy. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, I hope that answers your question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let's get into mommyhood mm-hmm. as like you actually being, a mom and like not even just a mom but like as a person right because now you're transitioning back into your life yeah and now it's like i'm not just erica the loctician erica the actress erica the mm-hmm. the 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 model erica the dancer <laughs> you know erica, all these things now it's erica the mom as well yeah um how has life been transitioning with that added? oh it's hard you know you have to juggle it's hard you know i think i'm fighting to be erica one of the uh, podcaster and this and that and not just Erica the mom because it's so easy to just just zone into that mommyhood and that's all you do you know what I'm after a while yeah. I'm just like me too let me put some makeup on why am I looking mommy as hell <laughs> not to say mommy isn't cute but it's just like you know I mean so I'm like now I'm like okay setting updates like okay this is my my me day yeah you know what I'm saying like I need to 
be Erica Moni. You're always going to be your mom 24-7. But for this little couple of hours, let's remove that title a little bit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's hard trying to juggle all of those things because you're indeed all of those things. You indeed play those roles. And, you know, you want to make sure. Because, you know, it's hard because I, it's crazy that I already feel mommy guilt. So days that I have a lot of clients, I'm like, damn, did I spend time with him today? Mm. Even though we're together, you know, but it's just like I try and love on him as much as I can. But it's like, did I work too much today where, like, I didn't give him attention? You know, so it's just like trying to not to guilt yourself and just to know that you're a good mom. Because I know I'm a good mom. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, but making sure I'm being good to Erica. Because mm-hmm. being good to Erica would be me being a good mom. You know, if Erica is not good, then I can't be the good mommy. You know right. what I mean? So it's just me trying to find that balance of, all right, yes, you're a mommy now, but that's not all you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been something else, someone else before the mommy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. also let that person in, you know? So that's what I've been trying to work on. So I think slowly but surely I've been getting a hang of it. You know, things have been, I think things have been getting good. You know, you know, you have your ups and downs, but hey. So I think this is, um, this is the first thing I think in our lives that we haven't done parallel to mm-hmm. each other. Um, like, you know, literally. How does that make you feel? Ooh, that was a, you know what? That was an uphill battle. Damn, really? I'm standing on the, no, um, it was, it was a little bit of a battle because I think that, um, just naturally, you know, not to like meify the moment, but it was very much like everyone around me is moving on in life. You know, because I think at the time, too, it was like, well, our friends were getting married. And yeah. it, it literally was, we joked about it so much. You're like, girl, yeah, everybody getting pregnant. And then it was like, oh, shit, I'm pregnant. Yeah. So then it was like, yeah. oh. Um, and it just felt like, I think my biggest fear was that, like, I wouldn't have anything to relate to mm. anymore. Okay. You know, like, um, like, whatever I felt was important would not be important to you anymore. Really? Because it's like. Girl, bitch, I'm a mom. Fuck you and your mm-hmm. little trivial problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's. I think like for a minute I was worried. Yeah. For a long time it was gonna be like, oh well, you know, Erica will find mommy friends to mm-hmm. relate to, and it'll just be me and mine. Yeah. You know, I have to figure out whatever would would go on. So I had to like, and I felt like I just didn't know how to support you fully. Mm. You know, because it was like, it was the pandemic. Yeah. And I think that, like, it was hard because, you know, I didn't know your feelings some days yeah. about it. And then it just was like, I really just didn't know because I think I didn't have anybody really close to me mm-hmm. that had, had a baby. Yeah. Like, I knew, like, you know, we knew people, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, like, somebody as close. Yeah. You know, even yeah. my sister-in-law, yeah, I was there when she was pregnant, but she ain't my girl. She wasn't my girl like yeah, that at the time. Yeah. You know, it was just like, oh, you know, my brother's wife is pregnant. Yeah. So it was like that. But so I think I just didn't know, like, What's annoying? Am I pushing too much? Am mm-hmm, I like trying mm-hmm. to force her to hold on to her old life? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know what the the actual boundaries yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I think that it was like it took me a minute to just try to find the like. Yeah. Um, like force the support versus like not nah, just give her space. Yeah, I think I think you did well. I think you but you did the best that you could you could, and because mm-hmm. also I was in a really confused state, you know, so I could. I didn't know how to support myself. You know what I'm saying? So I could imagine how you felt. But no, I think you did well. Like, if you, like, you are my son's godmother for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't, yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't think, I think it was just like, it was just silly, like, works. Cause I think at the time, too, even though it ain't like we hella much older, it's just like we're so much more mature in yeah, a way. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, it's only been like Life is different. maybe two years from when you first found out, but it's like, yeah. well, a two years that's been in just, yeah. Just mindset and everything. And I just think that, like, 
it just all felt so fast. Yeah, it happened you know? fast. Because uh-huh. literally, like, maybe three days before we found out she was pregnant, we was just drinking. Like, we was just doing all our regular, yeah. you know, like, regular whatever we turn doing. up, yeah. fun, you know, watching shows, TV, and doing whatever. So it's like, it just felt like, I just felt like my life instantly changed, too. Mm, okay. And that, you know, obviously I wasn't the one carrying the baby or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was like, Erica's the person I do everything with. Yeah. So it's like, no, no matter how much, it's like, my life changed, too. But I do like how, I, yeah. I feel like I, it made you branch out. It did. Yeah, because I, I, see like, I was like, oh, okay, I like that you made new friends and you were going out and doing more for fun things. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a good thing, too. Cause yeah, I think it just it just forced. I think that's sounds, it, it was the first time in our lives where we weren't doing everything. Yeah. It just worked out for us. Yeah. Not that we wouldn't have been friends, because not that we haven't lived in different places yeah. or anything, but I think it was just like the first major, like, you know, we're not in college together. Yeah, we're uh-huh. not doing the same post-college shit. You exactly. know, like, it was the first, like, major break in our, like, this is where I'm at in life and, and this, this is where I, you're at in life. Yeah. Um, so I think that it was just, like, that first sense of anxiety because it's like, you're my you're, you're my closest friend. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, you're really my best friend. So it, it, I think it just sh- would have scared me or shocked me to feel like, is this the first? Is this us <laughs> drifting apart? Like, is this it? So I know, right? Yeah, I mean, no. But then I, like, quickly shook Do you that. still feel that way? No, no, no. I feel like it's just, like, we found a, we've, we found a balance, a balance between, yeah. like, all the, you know, all of our lives and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that, like, also... I, you know, I love being a god. Y'all know I love being auntie and god's mm-hmm. mom and stuff. So, me, I've always been around kids. So, I never, I didn't even feel like, damn, she bringing me down. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I get to actually do this side of me now. Yeah. With you and with um baby T and everything. Oh, we just said his name now. But, yeah. you know, yeah. we're like, with us doing everything together. So, now it's just like, oh, it's a blend of life. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. You know, this is the second episode we did with this pregnancy stuff. Like, we did one. I think while I was still pregnant, right? It was the day. It was like a week before you gave birth. Damn, it was before I gave birth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I was too much in my head. So I'm like, I don't remember what the hell I talked about. I don't know if it was necessarily so different from. No, from it actually wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I think, I think the I only just, things you just sound more like. Well, I think before when we first recorded it, I think I was. You sad. were you were nervous. Yeah, I was nervous. It felt like. Let me just get it all out my diary, my fears. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I think that was the mindset. Because I was surprised you wanted to record it, actually. Uh-huh. You were just like, let's just do it this week. I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I think now it's like. Yeah, I'm just like, no, I'm comfortable mm-hmm. in just being a mommy. I'm proud to say I had a baby, even though I, you know, out of wetlock and everything. I'm proud to say I have a baby with his dad. I'm proud to say that I had the grace and the the blessing to have, you know, Thomas. He's Thomas the third. Mm. <laughs> Thomas Oluwafaramie. He's just every day I see his face and it's just like, how can you not be happy? I like, know he's so it's perfect. just it's just his smile. He's he's truly a happy, great baby. Um so I definitely thank God for that. But for me, one thing I'll just say is just like just be yourself. You know yeah. Make your mistakes and turn it, in, you know, turn it to lemonade. Yes. Life gives you lemon, turn it to lemonade. You know what I'm saying? Like, be yourself and, you know, do whatever is best for you. You know, not what's best for, oh, this person, family, mom or whatever. But truly, you have to really, truly put yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which, with me going through the battle of keeping him or not, I knew deep down the best thing for me was to keep him and not the other way around. Yeah. And not, I mean, you know, I'm pro-choice, all that, but... 
you really just have to be yourself. You have to live your life. People are going to talk regardless because we be talking that shit too. So mm-hmm. people, people still going to talk after this episode. You know, <laughs> I did notice some changes with some people. It's just one friend of mine. And I think she's just a podcast. Too, nah, call so. out. Say her name. No, just <laughs> so I'm shading you, girl. <laughs> but I noticed when she, after she found out I had pregnant, I had the baby. And like, she doesn't reach out to me anymore. I'm like, oh, it's okay. You know. But some people are like, you know, more religious in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what were you doing? Like, damn. You know, and it is, it's okay. It's, it happens. Sometimes you mm-hmm. lose friends whenever you go through stuff. You lose family members. I have family members who was looking insinuating like, damn, she must have been a hoe. Like, literally, I'm just like, <laughs> gee, the fuck? Because I, <laughs> I got pregnant and I'm a hoe. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, what? I, have, I had a family, close family members who said that, you know? So it's just ha- having to deal with that, but it's like, hey, it is what it is now. It, whatever, okay? So, yeah, G, I'm, I'm the mama now. Yay! <laughs> Let's clap it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think that's it. I think that's it for the topic for the day. I don't know what the title will be, Cross Culture Baby. I mean, Mona Mama. Mona Mama, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, let's move to our, Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, let me remember... I mean, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what can I say? Um, so let's move to our next segment, and this is one of our favorite segments. Yes, guys, let's talk about those people that's making bad decisions in life. We like to call them... Analodo. Somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Olodo, Rabata! Goofass. So, y'all, this week's Olodo of the Week is rapper, cross-culture queen, Ruby Rose. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Ruby, you got to get it this week. Girl. Okay. You know, first of all, I just want to say, because I already know what people are thinking, no, she's not getting Olodo of the Week because she spoke on Nicki Minaj, <laughs> even though she does deserve Olodo of the Week for, for speaking on Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. and her husband and what her and Mr. Kenneth Petty are doing. Because first of all, we don't even like Kenneth, but don't talk about Kenneth because he belongs to Nicki. <laughs> we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is Ruby Rose getting on, um, was it Angie Martinez? Was Who was she on? She was on some radio it was, station. It was Angie. It was not Angie. It wasn't Angie, though, but she was on some radio station. And they were asking her, because um, one thing about Ruby Rose is she's going to throw up a gang sign. She's going to throw up blood. She's going to throw up crib. She's going to throw up GD. She throws up a lot of different gang signs. And when asked, Ruby, why do you throw up so many gang signs? Who are you repping? What's your set? Ruby says... I'm not a gang banger for real. I just think like it's so cute. Like, it's because it's just cool. And it's I, just cool. It's I like cute. the colors. You know, my name is Ruby Rose. That's my actual name. You know, and you know, red. Like I like the colors. It's like, colorful. Suwu. Like what? In this day and age, you're still saying such nonsense. In this day and age, where people wasn't it recently we saw um, they try to kill this pregnant girl. Was she pregnant? Because she said she wants to um, leave the gang. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they, were, they yeah. were trying to jump that girl. Yeah. yeah, like they stabbed her. Like they jumped her, they stabbed her, but yeah. she just didn't die. But it's like in this day and age, we're like, this is a da- dangerous lifestyle, and you're saying, you know, this things that be blown about this rapper girl, so this industry girl in general. Yeah, it's like it's not just the girls. That's true. These men false flagging. Absolutely, absolutely. But specifically for the girls, it's like just because you think you're cute, because it's like, oh, I'm cute. You know, I got a body on me. Like I could do whatever. 
Like no yeah. one, no one's gonna come up to me and do nothing. They gonna chin, you know. But it's just like, like why people ain't grew up around the real gangsters I grew up around. I'm gonna tell y'all this. Okay, here's one of my hood stories. It was one time I tried to join a gang. Mm. Yes, really. I wanted to be because everybody around me was they was a part of this gang, so I wanted to also be a part of this gang. You I was sitting there. I was at you know GDN all day. Oh, GDN. okay. So hey, you see, I'm doing it too. Hey, can you see? Hey. Okay. Continue. No, but I was affiliated, so. Hey, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue, continue. <laughs> continue. No, all jokes are sad. No, I was trying to be a GD, though, for real. I'm saying this like I was trying to play it. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to be, I was, you know, I was trying to be down with GD. And they told me what I had to do to join it. What did they got to do? They said I had two options. Either I had to let them run a train on me. You for real, GD? That's, I'm dead serious. These are the options for women. Either you got to let them run a train on you. You got to be, you know, blessed in, which means, like, you know, you, you got family. Clean. I ain't no legacy gangbanger. Uh-huh. And, you know, or three, you got to get jumped in. How old were you when it was going on? I was like 10, 11. And they were saying, the one I'm wearing on train on you at 10, I mean, that's, that's how you enter the gang. They were just letting me know how I enter the gang. Now, if any... Who did you approach? I approached the gangbangers in my neighborhood. It was some dudes, some, some older kids. They was like 8th grade, 7th graders. At that time, I may be in like 5th grade. Yeah, I skipped the grade. I'm like So you even, you even knew the meaning of wearing a train on you at that age. I, see, I'm telling you, hey, hey, you know, since I became a mom, my after said has really come out. Because I'm like, hey, these American kids. No, boy. That's when uh, Remix Ignition came out. Everybody was saying, did you stick the key in the ignition? Hey. Nah, this is, that's what I'm saying. Nothing surprised me as a teacher. I said, me to have been there. Hey. Continue, though. So, anyway, yeah, so they were selling me. And I ain't like none of those options. So I just said, nah, I'll be cool. You know what I'm saying? They was like, nah, but you cool, though, G. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got your back. Woo, woo, woo. Obviously, they ain't have my back the way they had, gang, mm-hmm. you know, real GDs back. But we was cool when I walked home. They kept, you know, they kept it cute. They let me know when any real gang activity was coming around. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, G walked the other way. You know, they was cool about okay. it like that. But I say all so this to say. So what did you decide to do? Which one did you pick? No, I didn't join any gang. Yeah, why? I, I lived the straight and narrow life after that. <laughs> Because I didn't want to be jumped in or had a train ran on me. But honestly, if those weren't the options, you would have joined. I probably would have joined at that time because you know, at the time, it was my surroundings. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? These are the people that I'm damn near hanging with every day at the school. Mm-hmm. And then, sorry, mom. And then mm-hmm. you know, like it just to me, I didn't see at the time. It I was young, cool. I didn't see gang gangs is gang violence that we see. Yeah, that. you know what yeah, I mean. Like yeah. now that I'm older, I realize how dangerous gang violence yeah. is. But to me, these the, my schoolmates is gang. You know, they in a gang. It's damn near like joining a frat to me. Right at, at that, that time, point, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. understand the gravity of it. So I think for Ruby Rose at her big age, yes. Your big age to sit here on this internet knowing what gang violence and gang activity is. And you know what? I blame Cardi B. I was just going to say that. I blame Cardi B because she the one that really came through heavily gang banging as a female rapper. Mm -hmm. Not to say people, uh, the women weren't in gangs or whatever, but I think she made it. She popularized Mm -hmm. it. She did. She absolutely did. She absolutely did. But yeah, because of that, she is the divine Olodo of the week. Our next segment is the care for the culture. So I care for the culture. Damian, we have that information. Oh, yes. So let's talk about our care for the culture. So our care for the culture is um, some hometown heroes. So we have a um, nonviolent group called Violence Interrupters. And what they are doing is actually starting today. It started today on this Friday. They are um, a group of 
volunteers that are going to be riding the red line train all mm-hmm. day. So it's going to be about maybe 11 of them at, at a time riding through the cars on the red line um, without weapons, though. They're not going to have guns or whatever. Okay. But they're there to help ensure the safety of riding on the red line. So if anybody, you know, this is just a, a urban prop. I don't even want to just keep it like if you're from Chicago, you know the L. But it's like anybody rides any sort of public transportation in an urban city, you know how crazy it can get. Yeah. Just anywhere. Be that New York, be that Atlanta, wherever it is, it can get crazy. So I think that um, these people collaborated with um, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot to come up with a solution to reduce policing in our communities while still increasing um, safety and patrol in communities. So as you all know, when everything happened with George Floyd, that was a major thing that we were all trying to do is defund the police um, and, and really get them out of our communities. Mm-hmm. So I think for this group, Violence Interrupters, first of all, I love the name. Yeah. Violence Interrupters to step up like this, risking their own lives, may I add, mm. um, to do this. This is the change that we need to see in the community. This is what it means to be a community. And all in all, this is what it means to care for the culture. I love it. That's what we need. I love it. Yes, I, th- I believe that's all that we have for today's episode. Thank you all for listening to my baby story. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Of with course. Um, definitely. I'm definitely learning how to do that more and more. Um, so I definitely have a quote. Um, and my quote says, when someone judges you, it isn't actually about you. It's about them and their own insecurities, limitations, and needs. And don't judge yourself. Love and accept yourself through and through and through. Love your flaws, accept it, make lem- lemonades out of lemons. And also women out there who, you know, are mothers, who are single mothers, who have kids, who are struggling, you know, emotionally, mentally. It's okay. It's okay. Tomorrow is going to be a better day. All is well. You are favored. You are loved. You are blessed. Your baby is a blessing. Thank you for listening and tuning to Cross Cultured. And, oh, damn. And this is Cross Gonna keep going. <laughs> no, because I had a queued up. Mugler suit in my meeting. Why you say when I'm eating? Making so much money, this nigga dumb if he's cheating. Bitches watching and hating. Put that shit in their faces. I buy the whole building and keep them hoes in their places. He's submerged in it.